Coming up, I'm going to tell you the secret to leveling up your skills. And then an unconventional remote work trend is helping remote and ADHD workers be more productive. I'll break it down. Let's go. Helping you win at work and life. This is the Ken Coleman Show. All right. What is the secret to adding more skills? There is a secret. Uh, some might call it a hack, and I'm going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to short circuit. You're going to have to overcome the excuse that says, I am not talented enough. I don't have enough talent. It goes way back to those elementary school days where anxiety overtakes you and the voice in your head says, I'm not good enough, right? First time this really hits us, this voice, is where you're playing in recess. If you remember those days, you're, you know, you're playing a sport and everybody picks a team, even if it's Red Rover. I don't know. I might be the old guy. The kids play Red Rover anymore. They probably don't because it's not safe enough. We're just worried the kids are going to break each other's arms. But back in my day, we played a game called Red Rover where you stood in a line and you locked arms. So I would have someone on this side and someone on this side, and, and you, you basically either locked arms or you held hands, and, and then you had the same equal amount of kids on the other side, let's call it 20 yards away, and you said, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Ken right over. And so that if that's who they picked, so then I would release my hands, and I would run full speed as fast as I could. And I would try to propel myself through the arms of two other people. I got to believe, Alex, that's not safe anymore. Uh, in this little bubble-wrapped world we've created for our kids, I'm guessing they don't do Red Rover anymore. That's that's a whole nother problem, which we'll address maybe on another show. But this is another example of the weakening, the softening of Americans. By the way, I don't remember anybody ever breaking an arm. Probably would have been good for him anyway. But in those Red Rover moments is where we all, whether it was kickball or soccer or basketball or football, flag football or Red Rover, whatever it is, it is in those elementary moments where we're picking sides. And don't you remember the anxiety creeping up inside of your throat? I don't want to be the last one picked. And if you were the unfortunate soul to be the last one picked, you were beginning to confront this voice for the very first time. I'm not good enough. creates a really nasty narrative that stays with us. So you're going to have to get over this excuse, and it is excuse. It is an excuse. It looks like I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. And here's what happens. We've been talking about excuses all this week. And again, doubt is at the core of this excuse. I'm not good enough. In other words, I don't believe that I have what it takes. Either talent or grit or whatever. And so what happens is, is we convince ourselves that that doubt is truthful. And then we say, okay, I'm not actually good enough. And by the way, let me just say this. There are times where we're not good enough. I mean, we've all seen the kid on American Idol that really sucks, can't sing at all. And they go on and they embarrass themselves. I mean, there are some times where we're not good enough, but we're talking about where we don't even know if we're good enough. And that's what we're talking about today. 
We don't have any evidence, and we're going to unpack that. And so when we don't have any evidence, and our voice is saying, I'm not good enough, and we believe it, well, how do you know? But you tell yourself that that voice is right, and then you say the smart thing is not to humiliate myself, to back away and go do something else, but it's an excuse. And the excuse is keeping you from acting. So why is the common voice of doubt with so many people, I'm not good enough? Two reasons. You've never heard affirmation from others to say, hey, Ken, you're pretty good at that. Or you've not experienced your own affirmation, meaning you put yourself out there, you did it, and you can tell, I'm pretty good at this, right? And we could also go back to our elementary school days to kind of begin to see evidence of this. The first time maybe that you run a sprint, you run a race, right? Uh, and, and you're faster than everybody else. I mean, there's some evidence there. It only takes about two or three races where you're out pacing everybody else for you to go, well, I guess I'm pretty quick, pretty fast. Same thing a kid realizes if there's an art project, the kids that are really good at art, trust me, they know that they're better than everybody else. They're not idiots, parents. So affirmation is vital to overcoming the excuse of, I don't have what it takes, I'm not good enough. And we get the affirmation in two ways. From, again, putting ourselves out there and others recognizing our talent and saying, you are good at this, you're pretty special here on this, you have got some talent, and we begin to see, oh. Now, by the way, it's a one-two punch. Because when others are recognizing it and affirming it, we've already seen it and affirmed it for ourselves but it's that sealer, if you will, that seals it in our soul. You are good at blank, right? So the key action here is you got to put yourself out there in order to get the affirmation. But if you don't put yourself out there and try some things, you don't get any affirmation one way or the other. And so the, the excuse of I'm not good enough, which is, again, doubt, You just don't believe you got what it takes. It stays in your head. It becomes reality. And then you turn it into a great excuse of why you're not acting. Let me give you an example from my world. I've told you, if you're new to the show, uh, the reason I'm so passionate about the world of work is because so many people miss it and they miss purpose in work and they lead a life that is less than. And they're full of regret at the end of the journey. When I first got into broadcasting, I was very nervous, very scared, had a lot of doubts. And the voice of, I'm not good enough, popped into my head a lot. Until I signed up for a broadcasting class that worked for a long time, that was led by a longtime TV and radio producer. And we started doing basic one on one radio and television skills, and we would do it in a classroom setting. And this guy, this hardened, salty, no nonsense, no flowery guy, said, Ken, you've really got talent. Boy, that was a huge boost for me. And never again did I struggle with that voice of doubt after that guy who I respected because of what he had done, and I also knew he wasn't a guy who was throwing compliments around. When he told me, Ken, you've got real talent, it was a game changer for me. And that's the example. So what do we do when we begin to hear the voice, I'm not good enough? Well, we got to go back to those affirmations. 
the affirmations that we've received, remind ourselves we are in fact good, and here's the evidence that has proven it to us, and remind ourselves of what people said. So for me, it was that producer, Jeff. And when I would begin to feel doubt, I would roll his voice back in my head. I can hear him saying it right now. He goes, look, man, you got into it late. There's no question you got an uphill climb because you're older, but you got the talent. You got big-time talent. And I would remind myself of that voice all the time. So, let's go back a step. If you've yet to put yourself out there, what do we do? Well, we get those affirmations from people and evidence of our own, and we say, okay, I do have the talent, but now, you know what I got to do? I got to put more of that out there. I got to show my work, get feedback from that, and then keep honing the skill. So, here's the formula to overcome doubt. Do, fail, learn, do. Let me say it again. Do, fail, learn, do. That's how we overcome doubt. Get busy. Hey, high school seniors and parents of high school seniors, it's almost graduation time. And if you're not sure about next steps, I want you to listen to this. Coding skills are essential in today's workforce. And my friends at Bethel Tech can help you start a new career really fast and do it cheap. It only takes nine months to complete a Bethel Tech course in UI, UX design, full stack development, data science, or cybersecurity. And your young person can get over a thousand hours of experience in a collaborative environment and then get placed. The average starting salary for a junior developer is $66,000. And the field is projected to grow by 22% over the next five years. Software development is a career with an enormously bright future. And right now, Bethel Tech is offering you 10% off if you watch or listen to the Ken Coleman show and you pay cash. So go to BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman, BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman right now for details. Terms and conditions do apply. A lot of young people going, Ken has not taken his medication today. Uh, I was feeling a little James Brown. I wish I could do that sound a lot better. I apologize to our listening and viewing audience. Hey, if you are enjoying the show, would you help? Would you help by spreading the word? If you are watching via YouTube, hello. Thank you very much. Uh, if you would subscribe, share a comment, and share the show. Those three things, you can do it. Just like that, that would help us. And if you're listening via your favorite podcast app, give us a follow and a five-star review. That would be so, so awesome. Also, if you want to get coached up, you can leave us a voicemail at 844-747-2577, 844-747-2577, or email the show, ask at kencoleman.com, and we'll schedule you for a coaching opportunity on the show. Also, I'm going solo, baby, for a little mini tour. I'm so excited about this. I want to give people breakthrough like we do on the show when we have opportunities to coach people. And when I get out in the live events for Ramsey Solutions and Building Wealth and Smart Conference and Entree Leadership, I always have a live Q&A element where I just take questions from the audience. So I said, let's take the show and let's take it out there among the people. And we're calling it Career Breakthrough. Who is this event for? People who feel like you're stuck for a variety of reasons and you're looking for breakthrough to make more money through a promotion to maybe get that extra nudge to start a business, whatever breakthrough you need in the area of work as it relates to money and and, and, and desire, 
This event is for you. I'm going to speak for about 20 minutes on the ultimate formula for breakthrough. I'll break it down, and then we're going to take questions. These are super cool, intimate theaters. You don't want to miss. It's going to be a great night. Here are the dates. April 20, Kansas City. That's coming up, so you need to jump on this. We have a VIP option where you spend time with me prior to the event. I would love to see you there. Those VIP tickets are going. Chicago, Illinois, May 16th. Atlanta, Georgia, May 18th. Dallas, Texas, May 23rd. Uh, tickets are only 50 bucks for just your general admission, but we got a great VIP option. You get a lot of goodies, and uh, we're going to spend some private time together before the event. KenColeman.com slash events to get your ticket. KenColeman.com slash events. All right. To you remote workers and my ADHD brothers and sisters, I think I've got some good news. And I'm never an early adopter. Uh, But this is really interesting, and I had not heard of this phenomenon. And it's really not new. It's just got a new term. But I want to warn you that it's going to prove me right that the most dangerous thing about remote work is a lack of connection. So here we go. Uh, This is a hustle.com. CO article, but we also have a uh, Fortune article we're going to touch on. So what is this new term? It's being called body doubles or parallel working. So body doubling or parallel working. Now, I must be honest with you. When Alex put this idea in front of me, I thought, he's lost it. God bless him. He's working too hard. Why in the world am I talking about body doubles? Well, it's a kind of a, a coined phrase, and uh, what it simply means is, is that you are intentionally working alongside someone else, right? So it is actual physical proximity, um, and experts say that this is a particularly useful strategy for people with ADHD. Uh, J. Russell Ramsey, professor of clinical psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania, told CNN that a person who struggles with ADHD, which, by the way, that's me, they are more likely to do something if another person is relying on them and if there is a sense of accountability because someone else around them is doing work. Now, this is taking off online for remote work-from-home employees remote workers are logging into virtual co-working sessions to feel less lonely and boost productivity so that's the idea if i'm working right now at this desk and and my laptop's right here and uh, i'm working by myself and i'm doing my work on this computer or or whatever's going on and i'd log into uh an online uh virtual room session whatever and i see other people on my screen like a zoom And they're all working as well. And then there's communication going on just kind of organically. That's the idea. Well, there's a um, TikToker, of course, who has taken this to the next level. And I think this is fascinating. Her name is Nicole Anya, 24-year-old data analyst. She holds daily work-alone-together streams for her 100,000-plus TikTok followers. And occasionally she pauses work to answer questions from the comment section. So 
This is really fascinating. Now, this is a new term for an old truth. Okay, so this isn't a, again, it's not a new idea. It's just got a, a, a term, and now it's kind of picking up steam to a whole new group of people. But for those who have been for those of us that have been working for uh, three decades, this is not a new concept. Doing work in the presence of others has real benefits. So this is what I've been saying for quite some time. I call out the challenges of remote work, and a lot of the remote work snowflakes who are just looking for something to get offended by, they'll say nasty things in the comments that I never read. The team just tells me about them, and I get a great laugh about it. Because I'm not anti-remote work. I'm not. At all. I just use common sense, and I know that as human beings, we are made to relate first and foremost. We are relational human beings. We are made to relate, and we are made to create through work. It's that simple. And what I have said over and over again, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it until I just can't say it any longer. That the challenges of remote work are many, but the greatest challenge is the loneliness factor. And as a remote worker, if you can overcome loneliness and disconnectedness, you got a great shot at winning and winning big in a remote role. Did you hear what I said? That should get me some positive comments, Alex. I should get some thumbs up from that from the remote work crowd that likes to take shots at me. That first and foremost, forget before we ever get to efficiency and work ethic and all that, you will not survive as a remote worker if you don't take care of or overcome the threat of loneliness or disconnectedness. I'm just going to tell you. Well, people with ADHD, that's me. We obviously struggle with self-direct attention, self-restraint, and other processes. Again, folks, that's why I'm a disaster with details. My poor wife, pray for Stacey. She's coming up on 25 years of me losing my keys. And she now knows it's never going to get any better. But I can tell you this as a guy who's got a big motor. I got a high drive. Okay? I'm committed. I got a strong work ethic. I like to go, 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 go. But I am easily distracted. Don't say amen too loud, Alex. And I will tell you that I do very well when I'm around other people. But left alone to work from home or under a weeping willow tree, which I've done to write sometimes, I struggle with distractions. Put me in a coffee shop in a corner with headphones, I'm going to write 10x more words than I do by myself in total seclusion. I'm just going to tell you, but that's the ADHD situation. It's like the people around me ground me. In other words, it's mirroring. This is accountability. Alicia Navarro, CEO of Flown, a company that hosts Zoom body doubling sessions, said a study from uh, no, said that uh, if when you have someone you are sharing goals with or you are sharing a rhythm with, you're more likely to achieve them. A study from the University of East London found a majority of flown members indicated an above average impact on focus and productivity. It's about mirroring. And you know what this all comes down to? It's all about community. That's why we're better together. We need community. I don't care if it's a remote, hybrid, or in the office.
Uh, folks, I want to remind you that you can't do great things until you do hard things. And some of you are sitting around hoping and wishing for the success fairy to fly into your life and show you the yellow brick road and you just walk with ease into the desired future that you want. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It's time to buckle up buttercup. And I'm just, I'm just tired of it. And I'm just, I'm no longer like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. You will not do great things until you learn how to do hard things. And by the way, parents, you should probably start telling your kids that and enforcing that. If not, we are going to become a sniveling, whiny, entitled nation, and we're already on that path. But we don't need a politician to come fix it. Sorry. Sorry to all my dear Republican friends who wants the guy with the bad hair and the orange face back. Sorry to all my left-leaning friends, whoever your person is. Sorry. There is no politician that is going to fix the weakness of America. Not one. You. Me. We. Need to start embracing the work ethic behind this term, the American dream, which isn't even American. It's the human dream. I love America. I'm a patriot, but it's not an American idea. I've met friends from all around the globe, Asia, Africa, Europe. I've, I've been around the world. All of us got the same dream. You know what it is? The pursuit of happiness is Thomas Jefferson penned in the Declaration of Independence. Just, I want to pursue my life. This is what I want to do and why I want to do it. I want to make a difference. And I'm just going to tell you, that's hard. And we got to stop looking for everybody else to do it for us and freaking grab life by the back of the neck and stinking live it. You aren't leading a life. You're just letting someone else dictate your life. Grow up. Put your big boy pants on, your big girl pants, and say, this is the desired future I want, and I'm going to freaking go do it. All right, now that I've offended both the left and the right, which, by the way, you shouldn't be offended because I've actually called it all out, say, politics isn't the answer. All right. But just to make sure to register to vote, let your voice be heard. Okay. So sick of hearing that. All right. And I'm all for voting, by the way. I'm getting distracted. I'm all for voting, but I'm just, you know, come on. You know, if you just voted all these weak leaders out of office, we might get the voice of the people represented again. But there you go. Speaking of the voice of the people, I look at the screen and Leah's patiently waiting for me in Washington, D.C., the swamp. Oh, my gosh. Leah, Full you're on the Kid Coleman Show. On. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> kind of nervous about coming on now, now that I've heard that rant go on. What do you think? Does that rant make you excited, nervous, make you want to get off no, the phone? I agree with everything you said. I'm fine with it. Fantastic. How can I Good. help you? Um, I have been a stay-at-home mom for almost 20 years, and 
in a year and a half, my youngest will go to school. Yay! And I have not had, obviously, a, a career or anything in 20 years, and I I have no idea where to begin yeah. on how to find meaningful work. I think I'm only qualified at, like, herding cats and shuttling people places. So well, I'm not sure hold on a second. Very, I want to spend 30 seconds on this. Here's what you're qualified at. You're qualified at running an organization. It's called your home. Yeah. Pretty good at that, aren't you? I'm okay. All right. I, well, room for but yeah. Oh, come on, Leah. I need confident Leah right now. Because, see, you have bought the cultural lie that a stay-at-home mom has no experience and nothing to offer. And I don't think that could be any further from the truth. I don't. I haven't bought into that, but I wonder how that translates over. Very simply. All right, we're going to walk through it, and I'm going to also give you my get clear assessment at the okay. end of this conversation. Okay, but let's walk through the elements of the get clear assessment. We will look at talent, what you do well. We're going to look at passion, what do you enjoy doing, and then we're going to look at the missional motivation. In other words, what results motivate you and get you excited? All right, so let's look at. If I interviewed everybody that knows Leah, what would they tell me you do best? And this can go all the way back to parents, coaches, teachers. Uh, I want to know, top two or three things people would say, Leah's always been good at this. This has come easy to Leah. What would they say? Um, come on. You've already got I, the answers. You just are now trying to edit them. No, I'm not trying to. <laughs> yeah, you are. I've done this a few times. What popped in your mind when I asked you that? I am an effect, I can be an effective writer, and I... I can manage paperwork. Like good. That. So let's. we're going to say that you are a good communicator because the written word is a form of communication, and uh, you also are good with organization. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes. All right, great. So we have two top talents that we've already identified, communication and organization. Now, again, I'm going to give you my get clear assessment, which is going to do all the work. All you got to do is answer the question. It's going to spit out a great report for you, and you get a purpose statement. But let's also look at the type of things that you would love to do, and let's just create a fantasy for a day. Tomorrow, I'm going to pay you a really nice day rate to do any work that you want to try for one day in the Washington, D.C. area. Just one day, and we're just doing a wee fun test. What work, forget the job title, what type of work would you want to do on that one day? Um, I would love to be a photographer. I used to be back in the day. I think I've lost some of those skills, but I would love to be a photographer or if we're doing whatever we want. Yes. Help run parties and stuff like that, like wait, some of the functions that go on. Wait a second. Photography and party planning. Uh, assisting in party planning. Whatever. <laughs> there you go. You're thinking again. You're trying to disqualify yourself. Both, uh, yeah, that's what I would probably do. I know. You know what I what I see there? I see creativity and I see organization. Same thing that came up when you said writing. The communication is a form of creativity. When you write or develop a speech or you do what I do on the air every day, it is a performance. Make no mistake about it. It is a true form of creation. And then the organization. So you've got the photography, which is very creative. And the party assisting or party planning is both creative and organizing. True or false? Yes, that's And true. that's the thing that you would do when I made your brain stop thinking. See, I pulled away all of the constructs and I just said, one day I pay you really well, you get to try something, and you gave me two really cool ideas. Photography, which you've done in the past, and you're pretty good at it, 
And if you were to recommit yourself to it and show your work some more, not only would you get better, you'd probably get some side clients, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. So why don't we just start there? Well, because I need something that pays me money now. Oh, I mean, well, you didn't tell me that. that. Okay. Well, I need, yeah, I have kids in college who will be going right. to college. So, I want to be able to support them. So I'm oh, fine with Okay. So here's the deal. The assessment is going to give you more detail, but it's mm-hmm. going to tell you what it's going to confirm for you what you do best. It's going to confirm what you love to do. It's going to confirm the results that you care deeply about. So mm-hmm. the bottom line is we want to find something that matches up with your purpose statement, which you're going to get. It's basically going to say this. I'm going to use what I do best to do what I enjoy to produce results I care about. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Of course it does. And what I'm telling you is, is that maybe we start out with just an organizational type job. Maybe you're a, maybe you're an assistant for a, yeah. a, an executive. Uh, maybe you actually work for a party planning company and you jump in in a support role. I mean, we're just going to dip our toes in the water to bring in some income in areas that may be just talent focused alone, but that's okay to start. But if we can find something that we're good at and that we enjoy, that produces results that we care about, all of a sudden you're really going to feel good about the work you're doing. And here's what I want to encourage you on. If you're applying for those jobs that don't require a bunch of qualifications and a ton of experience, you need to understand that in the small business world, they are looking for people who want to work. This is wide open for you. So hang on the line. I'm going to give you two things. The Get Clear Career Assessment, normally 30 bucks, give it to you for free. And From Paycheck to Purpose, which is the book that tells you how to use the assessment. Hang on the line. Appreciate the call. You got this, Leah. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.